Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away welcome in to our episode of circle unbroken i am happy to bring this to you today i am your host taft airs joined on my right by the goat the goat means the greatest of all time for those of you that are not culturally aware producer coach mike welcome in sir <laughs> good morning How you doing? I Boy, like, you're, you're making me nervous <laughs> <laughs> i like to give you the good titles man if you people in radio land have never described somebody as the goat i just want you today if, if they're at the copy machine um if you're at church if, if you're in the hallway just stop and call somebody the goat and see how they react okay because a lot of people <laughs> People are going to go, what are you, what are you doing calling, calling me that? I remember a few years ago they started using that moniker uh, to describe you know, the basketball debate. And I would look at that and go, we're really going to label somebody the greatest of all time? Now my children will refer to somebody who made a good shot or who made a good grade. And they will turn into a verb. They'll say, oh, they're goaded. And so they've started to use that in so many different ways. I want to welcome in uh, our special guest for the day. We're going to be spending this whole block today talking with one of my good buddies, Dr. Brooks Tiller. Welcome in, sir. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. I am pumped that you're here. Um, I want to tell the people in, like I said, Radio Land or people that might tune in to a podcast, I want to let them know about, number one, who... Dr. Brooks Tiller is. So let's just let's just take a few minutes. We'll just have this conversation back and forth and tell me about what kind of doctor you are and tell me about what drives your needle at home. Kids, fun, nature. I just gave it to everybody. All right. Talk to me, Brooks. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah, I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I'm a strength coach as well. And you know, my goal is to help people get better. But when it comes to home, man, that's where it's that's where the that's where the real big thing is. You know, I want to be a hero at home, and that's for my my two little kids. Mm. And uh, we love just doing whatever we can. And we draw pictures, do art, do all that fun stuff. But we also seem to, no matter where we are, I think we can be in the middle of downtown, big city, and we'll find a mud puddle to play in. And, and right. because when we love being outside, we love the outdoors find a rock to climb, find a tree to climb, something. But, yeah, we enjoy being outside. Uh, you know, I really enjoy working out, uh, lifting weights, running, whatever it may be, just sure. to keep myself fit and healthy as much as I can and keep up with my kids. I mean, they're they're running wild all the time, and you got to keep up with them. So for me, uh, that that's really what drives me is just being my best and keeping myself healthy and fit in all aspects of life, okay. you know, physical, mental, social, and, and spiritual, and also uh, just – Making those kids, keeping up with them, man, and having right. a good time and just seeing them laugh just makes my heart happy. You were a high school and college athlete. Yep. Uh, you're the son of a coach. That's right. Anytime I meet somebody who is from anywhere close to your hometown, I will mention your dad's name. And and I like to mention it to just see how, how they'll react, you know, how they know him and how he was a maker of men is what somebody told me one time. And now I'm in studio with a man's man. All right. <laughs> and so, so this is good for what we're going to talk about. 
about today. And in keeping with that, the format that we're using here with the, you know, the Johnny Cash song Circle Unbroken is this. In life, you want to feel complete. You want to have that circle that's intact. And it, it's my belief that when you have that circle that's unbroken, we were talking today in just some one-off conversations about guys who sometimes maybe have that pit in their stomach or that feeling of uncertainty. And it's when we think that that circle might not, might not be complete. And, and what we like to talk about is that when you look at your starting point of a circle, that there is faith and we all start with that one point. And then there's business, you know, when you do your daily business, your mission in the marketplace. And then there's community. You know, all of those things need to be intact so that we have this circle unbroken. So I hope when, uh, when we leave here today, if you ever hear that song again, you'll go, oh, that's, that's what that means. But Brooks, you, you represent that um, with the things that you do and the things that you like to do and that you're passionate about in helping men. And so I've got you as a high school athlete, a college athlete, a doctor of physical therapy, and one thing you launched a few years ago was the concept of Healthy Hunter. And and tell us a little bit about that just for kicks. Yeah, so it was one of those things is is after I got out of PT school, started working with athletes, and, and I realized I had a patient, what it was, I had a patient who came in to the clinic where I was at and just reminded me a lot of my granddad. Mm. And one of his goals was you know, he wanted to, Get, gain his strength back, get his balance back so he could go fishing with his grandkids. And it really hit home to me. And I started thinking a lot about, man, I was like, man, I was 17 when my granddad passed away. Right. And, and, and at 17, 18 years old, you're not, let's just say your brain's not developed enough to probably absorb a, a lot of that wisdom that is being poured into you. And I think I'm grateful enough that I, I, I absorbed some. But I started thinking about what if I had another three, four, five years with my granddad, those fishing trips, those hunting trips. Because growing up, we had a really close-knit family. My granddad and, and all three of his sons, so my two uncles and my dad, and then all my cousins, we, we would hunt, fish together, you know, sit on the front porch, and we'd play football or whatever in the front yard. Right. And, and we had a big time. But I thought about those times of – and I thought, man, man, if I knew then what I know now – I might could have helped my granddad live another three, four, five years, and I could have had that time with him. My cousins could have had that time. And how much better of a man would I have been? I'm, like you said, I'm grateful to have my dad have poured into me. Uh, but that grandfatherly wisdom. Right. And it made me realize that I might I can't go back and do that for myself, but I could do that for somebody else. Mm. And if I could help somebody else have one more trip with their granddad sitting on the sitting on the bank uh, you know fishing <laughs> right uh, you know let's go laurel hill lake and let's just go sit out here and fish or let's just go for a walk in the woods go do a little squirrel hunt whatever it may be if i could give that kid that extra time with their granddad how much that could be a life-changing moment sure. that you know that that kid could go he could go on a fishing trip instead of going to this wild party where he's going to get in trouble and turn his life right. to the bad and so that's that one thing and so for me it was. It started off as just let me help those people that love being outdoors and get them outdoors more. And it turned more into as I met more people in the outdoor industry, more of a like, hey, we're going to go on an elk hunt. I need to be fit. I need to be shape. I need to lose thirty pounds sure. for this. And so I started helping more people in the outdoor industry that wanted to get healthy and fit. But the the whole premise is like, I, I don't care what your goal is. Uh, I want you to help you meet your goal. Like my goal is not like, let's go climb a mountain. Your goal is to go fishing 
with your grandkid, let's just get you where you can go fishing. I'm not worried about if you can, you know, chase an elk down and in, in, in the mountains <laughs> of Colorado or anything. The goal is what, what is your goal? And let's meet you there. And so that was really my goal is, is the health and fitness side was to help people meet them where they are and then walk right. them, walk them, you know, like, I mean, like a guide would, if you're on a hunt, walk you from, from where you're starting till we get that destination of, of meeting that goal. I like that concept because I hear healthy hunter and coach when I hear healthy hunter, uh, I think like that about some guy who's just muscle bound and ripped and he is running out chasing, like you said, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, like, I got out and doing it. But the concept that you're mentioning of we do better when we feel better and that can make generational impact is really strong. It's, it's really strong to look at that and say it matters for kids, uh, for grandkids, for those people that we want to be the best versions of ourselves for. And sometimes we don't know it. And so you'll speak to, and we're going to get into that today, but you'll speak to men's groups. You'll, you'll speak to groups of all, all sizes and, and types, but you'll speak to men's groups about this concept of being the best version of yourself. I know recently you've talked to um, athletes at all different levels. Uh, you've talked to a couple of colleges and gone in there with a message of, you know, being prepared, of, of, of being ready. And I think it's really neat to see some of the guys. So, so for the audience today, some of the people that are out there that are coaching teams, or maybe they're an athletic director or they're, they're somebody who's in development of some sort, and they're thinking, I need somebody to come in and somebody to come in and talk and, and really say, hey, there's a value to this. You do that. You, you like to go and speak, and that's a passion for yours, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I love just sharing a little bit with those folks because, like I said, I've been an athlete, and, and I know what it's like. But also those men's groups, and especially the wild game suppers and that sort of mm-hmm. thing, getting in front of those people and, and sharing with them a little bit different. And I'll be, I'll be honest, my brain works a little different. I think that a lot of people, right. and so I'll take a concept sometimes and I'll just turn it into a different way and just try to get somebody to think about things differently and to see themselves differently. And in the same way with just like we're talking about uh, being healthy and fit for, you know, like a grandpa is like, if you can, uh, someone once told me one day you'll pick your kids up and you'll put them down and you'll never pick them up again. And, mm-hmm. and is that because, you know, it could be because you're not strong enough to put them on your back and run around, or it may be just that, you know, they don't want to be picked up again. I don't know. But right. for a grandpa to be able to pick up their grandkid and or for that athlete to be able to, to do that little extra and give sure. them that encouragement of, hey, you know, if you do that little bit of extra, here's what can happen. And you, you're going to have an opportunity that may come up that you don't see. You may be the – you may be the you know the sixth man, or you may be the guy that's coming off the bench to just just to play third base in the last right. inning because you're the defensive you know guy, but you can't hit yourself out of a paper sack. <laughs> you know, but but if that's the case, you know you you may have that opportunity where sure. all of a sudden, man, I've got I've got to lay a bunt down or whatever it may be. And so those kind of instances trying to encourage people to get and push themselves through some hard situations because if you push yourself in a hard situation, when that hard situation comes up. It's not as hard. And I think a lot of times we, you know, people want to take the easy road. And I try to encourage folks, whether it be men's groups or, or an athletic team, to push it a little bit harder, go a little bit further than you think you can go. Right. And then once you do that, like you, you, you're better and you're more prepared for whatever may come. That's what I want people to hear today. We, we wanted to, to bring you in and talk about this to, to A, 
promote this to people so that people could know that there is somebody out here who's a resource. There are men's groups that are meeting together and they are thinking, okay, we're going to get the same guy to speak who is, who has been here, you know, for years and does a great job, or we're going to give a young man a shot, you know, a platform to, to, to talk and give him a safe space to present. And those things are great. But I like the fact that you bring a professional side to this and, and people that are looking you up can look for, and I want to say this again, Brooks Tiller or Dr. Brooks Tiller. Uh, but then also this description is Healthy Hunter. Um, they, they can find that uh, if they look you up that way to, to look at, hey, this would be a good person uh, to come in and to talk and also walk through with an organization, hey, what are your ideas or your goals that you want me to talk about? I want the people to know that Brooks is not a traditional guy in the sense of don't think he sounds like somebody I'd like to hear or I'd like to have present to a group, but I don't, I don't really know if, if we would have the right topic. You're a creative. You're also yeah. a creative where you can say, tell me your needs. Tell me the things. Uh, one of my favorite things about you is I want to go ahead and tell the audience this is you, you have two children. Okay, and I want everybody to just hear this. Go ahead and tell them what's your daughter's name? Vera. Okay, really cool, strong name. And then let's go to this next one, folks. Brooks also has a son. And if you're if you're drinking your coffee right now or your healthy tea, go ahead and put it down. Brooks, what is the name of your son? Thor. Just say it again. Thor. I mean, it, folks, yeah. it's it's just amazing. Give me the concepts of, of when you were naming your children. Uh, well, you know, with Thor, it was uh, one of those things where. Uh, I guess whenever I was in high school, I was one of the smaller kids, but right. you know, I was just always, I worked hard at, at sports, but when I got to college, grew a little bit and found the weight room. And that summer after my freshman year, let me stop folks. I would see Brooks walking around college um, while everybody else is making these wild decisions. And I would see him holding a gallon of milk and just drinking a gallon of milk and look at his bones now. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and then, and, uh, but, and, and so uh, it, it became of a nickname because we were, I'd let my hair grow out a little bit. <laughs> and then that summer, we were a couple guys from high school. We were like, hey, man, let's go watch a movie. We're going to go do something. We're waiting on one of our buddies who's always late. <laughs> and so I, I'm always going to make the use of my time. I start doing push-ups in the middle of the living room. And one of my buddies <laughs> like, look at Thor over there waiting until he gets done. And so it kind of became a little bit of a nickname. And so as we're naming our kids, it was one of those things, you know, throughout there. And uh, became where it's actually his middle name, uh, and so his name, you know. So it was, it was one of those things we kind of came up with that, and it was just uh, kind of came from a, a nickname, if you will. Sure. So yeah, so it just, you know, it was one of those things where it just wanted something that was strong, that was definitely, um, you know, just recognizable, but but not. I didn't want it to be, you know, something too crazy and out sure. there, but definitely, a, you know, a strong, a strong name, and, and he lives up to it. That's for sure. And then. My little girl, man, she's uh, she's my little my little my little songbird, you know, like my little butterfly. And and actually, Vera came from uh, there was a, a, a dancer I think, with Fred Astaire a long time ago, and her name was Vera. And so uh, that was kind of where that came from. And and she is, she's just you know, she's my little princess butterfly, man. She's you know, all the time we're dancing around, and having a big time. So I love it. Way to way to give your kids some strong names, man. Yeah. Uh, n- none of this, you know, common stuff or or even, you know, a lot of times now there'll be some obscure names just for the point of being obscure. Yeah. Like people will give those crazy names for, for whatever reason. Uh, I want to talk for a second about you as Dr. Brooks Tiller, Healthy Hunter, 
But then also what people will find when they start to look for you, Brooks, is that you made an appearance on American Ninja Warrior. All right. A show that a lot of people love to critique. Yeah. A lot of people like to, to look at here. And so I want to talk about this a little bit here uh, in the program. Uh, wh- how did that happen? What led up to it? Let, let's just talk about that for a minute. Yeah, so we got, they actually, one of the producers happened to reach out and wanted, had seen some videos I'd put up. And as they reached out, they, were, they said, you should put in for this video. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, you are living right when American Ninja Warrior reaches out to you. They hadn't called me, folks. They hadn't, they hadn't called me. Go ahead, go ahead. So, um, I had this thing where I would, I would, a lot of times I would go to, anytime I was somewhere, I would just do random pull-ups on the side of a mountain or just grab something and do, and they had friends, they would start videoing. But uh, they happened to see some stuff. And, and, but in the process, you still have to fill out this big form. You have to make a video. And so I completed all that and sent it in, submitted it probably at the very last minute. Cause I was like, God, you know, they're not sure. going to choose me. And almost they forgot about it. And about three months later, I get a phone call and it's from Hollywood and you know, and like, man, it's some spam call. Like, just let it go. Voicemail and the guy's like, Hey, this is, you know, can you call me back? Like, All right. So I call him back and they're like, Hey, can you be here in two weeks to to you know, to be on the show? And we really like your story, we really like what you're doing, and uh think you'll be good. I was like, All right, that's fine. So you know, make the plan and there's no prep time. It's two weeks. Like you're, right. you, you're, you know, you're, you're ready or you're not. You know, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, kind of thing. <laughs> and so, go there, and and it was kind of a crazy ride because you don't know what's going on. They spend like a day ahead of time filming some stuff, and you know, getting getting all your background, and then the day of, it's just it. You know, they wait till the middle of the night to film it so they can control all the lights for television and all that stuff. And but you get out there and you think watch on tv you're like man this is easy like oh, right. it'd be super easy but it's it's not i mean think about if you're hanging by your fingertips and you have to jump just hanging your fingertips and grab something else with your fingertips like four or five feet away it gets kind of tough and, and you train like crazy for this beforehand well i mean i just i mean i did what i normally did right you know, i lifted weights i ran i did pull-ups i climbed trees you know and just did my thing. I didn't really do any special training. A lot of the guys on there, they do a lot of rock climbing. I maybe rock climbed once before that. Right. And so right. there's a big difference. You know, even and, and I'm a bigger guy. I'm six three, two ten. And sure. the guy after me, he he weighed in about a you know, one forty or one twenty, you know, in that range. And so he's almost half the weight I was and about five seven. So there's a big difference, you know, you know and so uh, but I had advantage because I was taller. I could reach some things that they right, couldn't. So right. it was good. I want to, what I want to do, we're going to take a break here. And when we come back after the break, I want to talk about when you show up to American Ninja Warrior, um, you, you walk in, let's go time. I want to talk about what happened. And then I want to talk about lessons learned from that because I think it's really easy for a lot of us uh, to look at stuff and say, Healthy Hunter, cool. American Ninja Warrior, Wow. But then we start to look at how it impacts somebody's life and what we take from there. And so we're going to discuss that after the break with our special guest here, Dr. Brooks Tiller. Hi, 
I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. We are back, and we are glad that you are listening. We're glad that you're tuning in. We're glad that you have found uh, this podcast, whichever way you've done it. I am joined today by producer Coach Mike. Good day, sir. Good day. 
And we also welcome in our special guest, Dr. Brooks Tiller. Welcome back, Brooks. Man, pleasure to be here. Uh, I want to catch people up on the on the first segment here. We talked about Brooks in the sense of being an athlete in high school and college, going on to become Dr. Brooks Tiller, um, studying the human body, uh, how to treat the human body in a way that is, that is functional and good. And then you going on to become healthy hunter in the sense of you had a, a social media following, you had videos that were being produced. You did some really neat things there. And I just want to commend you and thank you uh, for painting a picture for us that it wasn't just about being a muscle man, but it was about you're creating legacy and memories for kids and, and grandkids, you know? So thank you for that. It makes me think yeah. about when you said that about picking up your kids and it may be the last time I, I said, my youngest son, I still pick him up um, when it's time in the morning. I'm going to be real, Brooks. It's getting harder. Yeah, uh, He's getting longer, and I haven't really been hitting the reps that I need to. you know. And so maybe it has to do with what I ate the night before. But you got me thinking yeah. in here about, about that concept. And uh, right before the break, we started telling the story about American Ninja Warrior, about your, your contact with them, the things that you did, before you went there, how it's really easy for me, average Joe, to watch American Ninja Warrior with my kids, and my kids say this, Dad, I bet you could do that. And I look at my kids and say, you're exactly right. Like, I I make them think, yeah, Daddy could do that. But then I have you, one of my friends, who is well put together, who does take himself as far as, you know, physical uh, being a machine, putting fuel into a machine. You take that very serious in your life. And so you, somebody that I knew personally, went on there. And, and what I want to talk about is what it was like when you showed up, what it was like when, when you competed, and then lessons that you learned from that. So let's just start. Yeah. You you show up there. What's the vibe? And I will say that one of the things I probably didn't mention is I say they found me, and it wasn't a random. I had a TV show at the time, also yes, where yes. where we were doing an outdoor TV show, and every episode, I had a small segment of fitness that related to whatever right. we were doing. If we were hunting turkeys, it was crawling, and it was trying to incorporate that, and that was a really good outreach too, because sure, you know, a hundred thousand people on a Monday night would see that show, and many would see on replay, and the impact that would have for me right. really was important. To uh, to that, but that's one way that they kind of found me. But like yeah. I said, when you show up on the show, I mean, if you're watching the show on TV, you see like ten or twelve people run through it. But there's a lot more than that. There's maybe right. a couple hundred people that are there that, that that are there to go through the through it, and and they kind of have you know their their top choices of what they think these people make a good story, and they call you in the day before, and I'm shooting my bow in the middle of you know. And like in in the middle of nowhere, or whatever. Just <laughs> they're getting some video of, of that, and but as we're going through, you show up the day of, and they tell you what time to be there. Kind of, they have everything organized. They give you a number, and then you don't get to see anything that's going on. You don't get to see the the obstacles. You don't get to see the course. All you do is you may hear a little bit about it, but you're stuck in kind of this little purgatory kind of area, like a holding. Yeah, you know, you're okay, just in yeah. the holding area with you know a, you know. 75, 100 other people, and you have no clue what's going on. And there's some rumors flying around of people that have tested it, what they've right, said, but you right. don't know. It's one of those things that you can read about it, but until you experience it, you don't sure. know what it's about. And um, so finally, you know, it gets dark. It's 8, 9, 10 o'clock. It's finally 
the sun is set and it's dark. They've got the lighting right. They finally pull you out and then they walk you through like this is this obstacle. This is how you have to do this. You have right. to face this direction. And you know if you if you like to lead with your right hand instead of your left hand, sorry, you got to lead with your left because the camera is going to be over here and you've got to. This is for television. This is you know it. So it's sure. it's a competition, but it's also for television. And if you you know if they can't make a good show out of it, then nobody gets paid, right? And uh, I mean, none of the athletes get paid anyway, but you know, they can't make a commercial out of it. So you have to face certain directions. They give you all the ops, all the rules and that you get to see somebody go through each obstacle one time. And, right. it, and it's a fresh person. So it's not like every time, you know, you're, you're tired. It's people that have built the obstacles and they've practiced on the obstacles and they've trained it. So they run through it and then they put you back in the holding area again. <laughs> and then they'll call maybe, four or five at a time and you just kind of line up and you can't really see the obstacles. You can't see what's going on. You can hear the crowd, but it's hard to see. And it's not until you're like third in line that you're called up and you get pulled over there and then you can kind of see a little bit of the obstacles, but you're, you're still at a distance looking at right. it. And then all of a sudden your number's called, your name's called. And then, you know, the big announcers, they start yelling your name. The crowd goes wild. You're, you know, your family's there. You, you know, wave, wave at my, my family. And then, and then it's go. And, you know, it's just kind of like, all right, everything I've done, this is what i got to do here. And, and there's judges on either side to make sure you're not doing things you're not supposed to do. Cameras are rolling, lights flashing, music's blaring. And, it, and it's, you know, it's, it is really that, that, Whenever you're a little kid and you're like, oh, it's the World Series, you, you get that feeling because like, I'm like, everybody's eyes are on me right now. What am I going to do? And, and the goal of Ninja Warrior is to win, of course. Sure. It's, you know, a million dollars. Like if I hit the buzzer, I can, you know, I go to the next level and I'm a million dollars. So that's in the back of your mind, but you're going through, you're jumping through. But those obstacles, you don't know where they are. You don't, you've never been on them before, but you know that you've got to, conquer this next obstacle in order to get to your goal. And so as I'm going through, I, you know, I did one, did another, and, you know, you jump on one obstacle and like it, you may slide down and it's like riding a buck and Bronco and it throws you <laughs> and you slam your head against the wall. Right. You know, the next day your neck is sore and you're, why is my neck sore? Oh yeah. Cause at 1am last night I got thrown, you know, and landed on this thing. I, you know, I didn't hit the water, so I did good, but you go through there and eventually you know, I mean, I'm I'm on this course. Like I said, I'm I'm a lot. I was a lot bigger, and there's no excuse for that. I mean, it, it made it easier, so I didn't. I had a sprained ankle at the time from from doing some. Oh my word! From you know, I right. thought, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to this ninja gym once, and 15 minutes in, I try to do something I've never done before and goofy, and I roll my ankle. So a week later, I've, my but I was able instead of having to use a trampoline to jump, I used my size. I could just kind of reach up and grab right. stuff, which was nice. And, um, but you, you're hanging by your fingertips and you're having to swing left and right. And, and I was on this thing called the wing nut and it's, and it honestly has, has plexiglass on one side and it may be two inches wide of a, a grip and you've got to swing left to right and you've got to go from one to the next. And so if you see my video, you'll see me and I'll swing and then I grab and I'm, I'm holding on by one hand. I get my other hand up there and I finally get repositioned. And then when I get to the last one, I, I, I just come up a little short and I'm hanging by like two fingers just for a minute. And then I come crashing down and hit the water. And, and it's very disappointing. And, what's that? What's that feeling? Uh, well, uh, you, you're lost. I mean, uh, you, you know, because you, you had this goal 
of what you're going to do. And then you splash down to the water and you, you know, it's, it's frustrating. It's sadness. It's disappointment. It's a little embarrassment too. Cause you have people back home sure. that know that you're going, but the episode, they may film it in March or April, but it's not going to, they're going to show it till July. Right. So you've got three or four months that you can't tell anybody how you did. And that entire time in the back of your mind, you know you didn't achieve your goal. You know you didn't get where you wanted to be and that you fell short. And when that happens, you know, you can't tell anybody except the people that are there. Right. And and they're not supposed to talk about it either. So it's hard in that moment. You it, All those emotions kind of, you know, you're like, it, it, you, it was hard for me to really appreciate being there at that time because I didn't achieve my goal. And I thought, man, I fell short. I'm a failure. What What is this? And then you you come home, and finally in July, you know, people may watch it, and they're like, oh, you did great. You did, you know, and like I said, hundreds of, there may be 200 people there, but they only show 10 or 12 on TV. And and I was fortunate, one, that they chose to to show a little right. bit of my story and and get a little bit of, you know, experience there. And that that was just, it was hard, you know, the whole process, because there's obstacles you had to overcome, but then there's also those mental obstacles after it's over. Sure thing. You know, and though, yeah. though I think those might have been even harder than the physical obstacles that we went through because you know it's whenever anything you you come up short on whenever you feel like you failed those kind of things really impact you and, and they can make you uh really take a look at yourself and kind of doubt yourself and for me it took a while for me to realize like you know like I had that opportunity I did it and I overcame some of the obstacles and some of the fear of just applying and just going there and just going through it, that was tough. But then facing the facts and saying, hey, you know what? I came up short, but I learned a lot. I learned that I can do things that I didn't think I could do. I, I, I'd never hung by my fingertips. You know, right, I did all right. these things that I didn't think I could do, that I didn't know I could do, that I questioned myself, and I put myself in a situation to where I found out what I could do. And then when I came home, it was, it, was, it was one of those things where now, you know, like you said, we're, we're talking about it. Sure. Instead of me being embarrassed, like oh, I, I didn't do very good. No, like I I did well. Out of two hundred people, I was in you know top thirty or forty or right, whatever. Right. I mean, I made it a lot further than some of the the big shots that have been there numerous times. And and it made you know, and it was one of those things where I did my best for where I was at. And now I know what I can do, and I'm better for it. And then that that but that mental side was the biggest thing because it's. I think for all of us, no matter what right. our obstacles are, yes. you, know, you, you you fail in life, and those mental obstacles are going to be there even after the physical obstacles are gone because you're going to think back, man, I, I should have done better. you know, and, I, and you can replay that. It's just like anything. You're, you replay, I should have said this. I should have done that. And in those situations, like, oh, man, if I'd taken more time to reposition my hands, if I'd have done this. But, you know, second-guessing it, you know, that quarterback kind of thing, you know, right. yeah, Monday morning, we can't do that. And so for me it was – Except where I was at, what I did, and and you'll know, stand up with my with my chest up and saying I did it, and I did my best, and then from there be able to use that of overcoming those obstacles, using that experience to help other people see that you may not be on a Ninja Warrior course. It may simply be an obstacle in you know, at school. It may Absolutely. be an obstacle of of, of what it, something is going on physically, mentally, spiritually in your life. But you can you I can kind of parallel that to see that hey you know like 
that that was a failure in front of millions of people. Millions of people tuned in that night, and they replay it all the time. <laughs> right. and, it's, and it's on, you know, and it's on it's on YouTube and everywhere else. And you, so millions of people have seen me fail, mm. and and that can be hard when they think about like, man, okay, how many how many people in the United States have seen me fail? Right, right. You know, but they also saw me take on that course and step up to do it. And so that's kind of where you have to change that perspective of, of where we're at. Well, and sometimes we just see highlights. Right. We see highlights of people. We see this little snippet of this. And, and what we don't see is we don't see the whole journey. We, we don't see the whole aspect of it. So that's why I like to ask this question to say, okay, Brooks, uh, here's this. I remember in real time, I knew you were going on. I remember the weight that we had to find out how you did. And then for me, it was sobering because I knew, well, okay, he, Brooks is the kind of person, he's not going to do this halfway. If he does it, he's going to expect to give it everything he has and come out on the other side. Well, then when you don't in that feeling, I ask, how did it feel when you fell into the water. And you know the reason I'm asking? I'll never get to experience that. Like, well, unless they do like a dad bod edition. Right? <laughs> but, but I look at it and I go, oh, what'd that feel like? Because it's a story, it's an experience that you own and that you tell and that we're able to go, wow, you know, th- this is cool. And, and as long as the internet lasts, it's a generational thing. People will be able to, to look that up. And so, so now... And you touched on this a little bit. Now, we talked about you speaking to men's groups and things like that, which you do. But you'll also go and talk to corporations or, or teams or things like that. And so now you take, the, and it's very marketable, you know, to, to get that platform of American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. To now to get to take that and go and speak. You go in and, and you talk about it from a professional angle to people and give them life lessons. Yeah, and it's all about... You know, in the workplace and the corporation, you have those obstacles that come up and you have to overcome them and you have to adjust, you have to adapt and, and you have to work as a team. And, and, and all those aspects are things that, that I'm very familiar with and that I'm able to come in and just kind of help people see it from a different perspective of, of giving it all you've got, of doing your best and then making the best of every situation that you have, whether it be in the corporation or a team. I like that conceptual idea of making the best of your situation. And what, what I love about when you talk, Brooks, is that I know and I am aware of, of Dr. Tiller, you know, the professional. I'm aware of Dr. Tiller, you know, the one that, that we see and what you do in the medical space, the way that you help people. Uh, but also I've known, as I described earlier, the Brooks walking around, you know, the dorm room, uh, the, the fun-loving guy. And when I think about the college version of Brooks that I knew, you had a picture for how your life was going to unfold. Um, we all have pictures of that. Here's what I'm going to do. Here are the people that I am going to emulate. And as we go into this next break, um, I want to give them a little tease. What we're going to talk about is a major pain that has happened in your life, um, a covenant that, that you made, you know, the covenant yeah. of marriage, and uh, an expectation that you had for that. And none of this is time for us to jump on a microphone and be disparaging to anybody. But what we're going to talk about is what happens when you're a man who has a plan and then all of a sudden there's brokenness and there's pieces 
that you have to pick up because my favorite thing about you is not just Ninja Warrior. It's not just the athlete. It's not just what you've done from the medical side. But my favorite thing about you is what we're going to talk about here in this next segment. And, folks, I want you to come back. I want you to tune into this because Brooks has a ministry um, that he does, and it is called Divorced Disciples, uh, and it gives hope for people. So, Brooks, we've teased them with that, yeah. and we're going to let them know about it when we come back. Sounds good. All right, you guys come back because here on Circle Unbroken, we want you to know about hope. We want you to know about forgiveness. We want you to know about the path moving forward that somebody like Dr. Brooks Tiller can help you with. We'll be back after the break. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. 
July is Beef Month in Tennessee, recognizing one of the state's largest and most important industries. Our state's 37,000 cattle producers are contributing to the state's economy, conserving natural resources, and providing a high-quality protein for people to enjoy. The Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our beef farmers for their commitment to producing a healthy and sustainable food choice. Beef is a good source of 10 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, iron, and zinc. Join us in celebrating July Beef Month in Tennessee. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. Thank you for coming back, for sticking around, or for just finding us here with this podcast and this radio show. I am your host, Taft Ayers, joined by producer Mike. Hello, sir. Hello. And our special guest today, Dr. Brooks Tiller. Welcome back. Man, I'm, I'm glad to be here, brother. This has been good. It's, it's been rich. Um, those of you that, that, like I said, are just maybe coming in, uh, we have been talking about Dr. Tiller's passion for, for all things health, passion for family legacy. Um, we've also talked about his appearance on American Ninja Warrior, and that is something that, that most of us cannot even say that we've even thought about doing on a serious level, and he got to experience it. And so so go back and catch that because it was a really neat thing to look at and to see somebody in, in flesh right here telling us, not just a TV character, but somebody telling us about that adventure. Um, and also one of the things we want to catch you guys up on is you can look Dr. Tiller up. You can find him on, um, all different platforms. You can even find some of the stuff that he did with healthy Hunter. Um, you can find that and see some of the, the episodes that were done there. You can find him on American Ninja Warrior. Uh, you, you, you can look that up and see it. Remember when you see it, that you only see a thin slice of a whole adventure of what took place. And, and Brooks has really laid that out for us today. But right before the break, we talked about uh, Brooks and how he had a plan, how you had an idea for what your life was going to look like. And as we all know, um, we get curveballs, we get changes. And you have a huge ministry in your heart um, that, is, that is serving people of all different walks of life, no matter what their faith is, but especially for some people in the church space. And that is something I'm going to let you talk about here and beg you to talk about here uh, that is called Divorced Disciples. And so, Brooks, just tell me about what what happened in your life, the reality of it, and then let's walk into maybe what you do a little bit. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's never easy to talk about, sure. but uh, divorce is something that we, you know, I mean, stats say 50% of us are going to experience, and and, and, and it is hard. Um, I like to tell people it's kind of like you, you have this idea, and like I said, 
you know, you, you get this idea for your life, what it's going to be. Sure. It's like you're painting the Sistine Chapel and you're, you're, you're working hard on it for years and years and years. And then you come in one day and all the paint has just fallen off and it's just a muddled mix of paint laying on the floor. You know, your, your idea of what you had is gone. And that's really what it feels like. You know, you walk in one day and all of a sudden this idea that you had of who you are, of what your family right. is, everything that, that you thought was to be and would be is no more. And everything is different now. And that's, that's a hard place to be. It's a dark place to be. And I mean, as you know, Psalm 23, you walk through the valley of shadow of death. I think in that time, you feel like that's where you're at. It's right. dark. You don't know which way is up or down. And that's really when we need to, one, lean into, you know, lean in, into let God lead us, to, to know that Christ is going to be there to strengthen us, to know that Holy Spirit is going to help us, you know, say those words that we don't know how to say. And to, to intercede for us. But we also need other others around us to lean into, to know that that we can that, that they're there to pick us up, that they're there to help us. And that's really what when it came to divorce disciples, the point was to help other men, to give them hope, to give them a guide, to help them make it through that dark moment. Because in that dark moment, it's hard to know that you have anybody and it's easy to give up hope. Uh, you know the, the stats say that there are a lot of there are a lot of suicides when it comes to that that you know whenever as a man's going through divorce his suicide rate goes up and and we want to make sure that guys have hope and guys can see that that there's a way out and and I I mean I wouldn't recommend divorce for anyone for any reason sure. I mean we're we're definitely not like hey go go do this it's it's if you can work it out if you can make it better do it for for you for your family like that's the best choice but when you're in that situation sometimes it's like that's the only that that's what's been handed to you and that's where you're at we want to give you the resources we want to help you to make it from from here to there right. and to know that that you know that, that to help you to lean on on your faith to lean into God but also to help walk with you through that dark moment to know that you're going to have the strength to make it through the the dark valley, but also to climb the mountain. And on that mountain, know that you're going to be better, that you're going to be healed, that you're going to be able to to do the things that you need to do as, as a man, as a father for your kids and for your family. And, and not, you know, because I, I mean, I've experienced a lot of a lot of people who who have not healed from what happened, and it and that's sure. understandable. It's hard, but to help them to heal and to help them to understand what's going through, and 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 also just. To give them some resources to, to as as they go along, you've got you've got a buddy um, who you work with yes. on divorce disciples, and one of the things about this is that this is when we start looking at target audiences. This is something that's not in the church universal. It's not touched on a lot. The idea of yeah, we'll talk about a marriage class, or we'll talk about a singles class. And then sometimes there's a singles class that's younger, sometimes a singles class that's older. But when you really start to look at a group of people that have experienced the pain of divorce, there is a slice of the pie there. And usually it's a holding pattern. For a lot of people, it's I'm divorced and I'm a believer, but I'm holding until I can be married again. Or I'm, I'm holding until... I can pick up the pieces and, you know, fake it till I make it, you know, all, all those mantras that we use. But to look at a ministry, and we're going to talk to church leaders about this, but 
to look at a ministry that says men who are experiencing, because we don't want to use past tense, experience, we're always experiencing the pain of this, yeah. experiencing the pain of divorce, that there's hope, uh, that there's tools for, for people to have. And sometimes not knocking leadership, but sometimes leadership doesn't express Hey, this is going to be okay, and and here's how you can move forward. And so, how do you, how do you address that? I think one of the things is is a lot of leaders they haven't experienced it. Sure. And if it's kind of like if you I can I can read you a book on how to ride a bike, right? But if you've never jumped on a bike, I doubt you're going to win the Tour de France, right? You you have to get on the bike to ride. And so that's where we're coming from, Josh and I. We come from we've been through this, we've done this now. Let us help. Now we can help walk you because we we've got we've been that guy. Like I've I've been on that elk hunt. Now let me take right. you on the elk hunt, if you right. will. Um, and so I think a lot of church leaders don't understand that. Coming, I mean, we know in the Bible it's a, you know you're joined together under God, and when that is ripped apart, you know two yes become one. No, well, one is now two. If if I ripped you in half, there's a large gaping wound there, and it takes a while for that to heal, and we can't just cover it up with a band aid. Um, and I think that there's a, there's a lot of shame, there's a lot of guilt, there's a lot of things that go into it that we don't understand as a church leader. And I think that's one thing that we're here to help is also you can kind of help those church leaders understand, hey, here's how to maybe approach some of those people. Here's how to love them through what they're going through. Sure. And, 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 you know, and some people talk about they compare it to death. If you lose a loved one, it, it is a very final thing uh, where the divorce is, is ongoing, it's all, you know, it's, it's, there's no finality really to it. Uh, it's always there. And it's always kind of in the back of your mind of what I did. And, and one reason, you know, I'll, I'll reveal the, the name Divorce Disciples as we were coming up with, how are we going to relate this to people? One of the, one of the ways it was is, is Divorce Disciples. And if you see our logo, the divorce is smaller than Disciples. And there's a reason for that is in the Bible, we read about Matthew, and every now and then they referred to him as the tax collector, right? You know, or the zealot, or the fisherman. But that's what they were. But then they were disciples of of Christ, right? And that disciple of Christ overseeded everything that they could have ever been in the past, and and I think that's one thing that we we won't really. He's like, yeah, you may have been through this, and this was a hard time. But you are a disciple, and if you do it right, and that's one thing. Also, we found is there's not a there wasn't a lot of resources for men that want to do it right. Right. There's there's yes. plenty of resources of hey, jump on an app and then just go. Sure. You know, go party like you're 20. Yeah. Like go find the next one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and you know and and pretty much like hey, just take all your baggage and go put it in somebody else's bedroom. And for and for Christian men, yeah. Sometimes that's the one place we excuse it. Yeah. We'll say he's going through some stuff. Yeah. It's not really who he is. And while that's accurate, um, there's a better way. There is a better way. And that's really what our focus and our goal is. And, and you know, and through it, it's not just, you know, Josh and I, but we've also, we have a lot of other friends that have gone through things and, and leaning on their experience and some of their mistakes and some of their things that they've done and learning from them along the way and trying to put all that together into a format to where men can say, man, I just got handed papers and I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Right. You know, or like, man, it's final and I'm living on my own again. I don't know. I don't know how to cook. I don't even know how to use the microwave. I don't know what I'm doing. And so, you know, and, and, and I rely on my health 
and you know my my background by right. giving people resources on man here's what you need in your kitchen here's some recipes here's some exercises just to get yourself moving because movement is medicine truly and so trying to combine all that to help men become their best self and also like help those church leaders give them a resource because a lot of times you know they're like you, uh, we've talked about there's there's a lot of women out there that will share their experience and sure. they have the the ladies day where they talk about it right but there's not a lot of men and, and you know, for us, it's it's just about being open and saying, hey, this is what we've been through. This is what we're willing to do. I think there's also some men within the church that might not know how to talk to their brother who's going through something or if they relate to him too much, is there a crack in their own foundation? And so it doesn't need to be – we talk about it with the women a lot. It doesn't need to be a scarlet letter right. for somebody. But with a, with a man, it doesn't need to be – this this mark, you know, this, this mark of Cain or, or this this thing that is on the person. This is a soul. This is a person who is experiencing something. And as men, I hear people say this in training courses all the time, we're either an asset or a liability. Well, you know, you want to be an asset. If somebody busts through this front door here and they want to take control of the building. I want to be an asset, not a liability. An asset does something about it. The liability cries in the corner. Well, I've got a lot of times in my life where crying in the corner seems like the thing to do. Right. I have a lot of times in my life when I'm weak, I'm, I'm depressed, I'm, I'm broken and I'm down. And the pain of divorce can make anyone feel like a liability because somebody hurting us made us say, wait, I, th- I thought I was an asset. And so as we wrap up today, Brooks, I want to mention to our audience that we plan to bring some things uh, to the area of, of people that can get together as church leaders and say, this is what divorced disciples can do for your church. And so I want you to give an invitation here. We'll put a date on it. But I want you to give an invitation to the church leader. So picture it like this. We're having a lunch and learn. We, we give free food to lunch leaders. That'll work. That's right? always good. They always come here. I guess it'll have to be healthy with your healthy hunter <laughs> mantra. But they'll come in, and then you guys will address the church leader and just give me maybe a 30-second version of what you would tell them why they need to come here more. Because we've experienced it, mm-hmm. and we've been there, and I can talk from experience. We can talk from experience of what it is to go through it, what it is to remain faithful and, and to, to strive to be faithful, how easy it may be to fall off and, and lose and go the wrong path, but how to stay on that path of being a follower of Christ and, and doing what we need to do as a man, as a, as a, as a father, as a man of God what we need to do, and to help those church leaders know how to approach, how to welcome with open arms, and how to right. address the men that come in hurting. Um, like you said, we have some resources for women out there, but there's not a lot for men. And that, that was really our goal is so that men can have that resource, but also those church leaders can know, hey, man, you're welcome here. And, and not just the, hey, man, get over it, and, you know, to give them the resources to help them see how they can help other men sure. get better and get back on the track and to stay on the path to heaven. Well, you guys heard it here. This is the circle unbroken and fitting perfectly with this theme. We've had Dr. Brooks Tiller with us today, who's talked about all important things. But this final piece today is about helping men who have gone through and, and have experienced and are experiencing the pain 
of divorce, but knowing that they are still assets and that there is a path forward for them. And so we want all of our leaders, you know, community leaders, business leaders, but especially our church leaders to pay attention to this because you're going to hear an announcement coming up soon about an event where you can come together and hear about how to minister to these men together. Brooks, I thank you for coming in today. It means a lot to me that you would share your heart with us. Yeah, brother. Thank you so much. It has been good. Coach Mike, I think we have been encouraged by thinking about people that need to hear this message. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you know, and, and you're, you're right. It has touched, this situation has touched a lot of people. It's, I mean, it's touched all three of us sure. at one point in our lives or not, you know, you know whether it's a family member or, uh, you know, yourself or whatever. It, mm-hmm. It's, and it's, it's needed. It's, it's really needed. We hoped that the circle would be unbroken, and we want you to know that when it is broken, that there is hope. There is. Brooks, thanks for today. Thank you all for tuning in.